What is good, all of our listeners and viewers? Welcome back to another episode of Games and Groceries. My name is Adam. And I'm Liz. And I don't think I like the sound of your tone, mister. We're here with episode 132, where we're going to be talking about our game logos. Important, but first, well, with special guests, I should say, with Corey Schmitz. But first, we've got some segments for you. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, I forgot to say who our guest was. I've been wanting to... Rec- oh my gosh. I, I wanted to record with this guest for mm-hmm. a year and a half now. And it's yeah. just like, uh, like literally didn't say his name that's great great start to the podcast it's okay you remember that he's coming on so i that's do import- that's what's important yeah it's it's gonna be a fun show he's gonna be talking to us a little bit about uh game logos game artwork um and just seeing like is it important to, uh, for game logos uh to to appear and should we actually be taking them more seriously but you know mm. but first we got some segments for you yeah uh liz how you doing i'm doing good 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 hey. yeah that's How are good. you doing? I'm doing spectacular. Yeah? I don't know. Not really. Aww. I'm doing better. I mean, I'm old now. I'm officially 30 years old as yes. recording this podcast. Yes. So I'm old and decrepit. No. No? Uh, yeah, there's a lot of plans for the future now. Uh, now that I'm 30, it's just I'm thinking about yeah. a lot of different things. But, you know, it, it's pretty good. Yeah. So far, 30 is pretty, uh, pretty rocking. First 24 hours went well. First 24 hours, pretty really, really, yeah, really, really good. Yeah. I'm glad. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, but let's get the show started already. Okay. So we're on social media. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Gaming Groceries, or you can follow us individually. I'm at Ace the Grocer. And I'm at Journey First. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram, Games Groceries, all one word. We could see behind the scenes photos, uh, some memes here and there, as well as uh, some questions I will ask you about the podcast. Whoa! You get to be <laughs> in on a discussion. Uh, I will ask you a certain question about the discussion, and I want you to be a part of it. Uh, but also, uh, also, we're on Facebook, so bleh. G- great just find us on facebook it's uh it's a garbage dump over there uh but speaking of garbage dumps discord <laughs> uh not really i shouldn't say that that's reddit but uh discord uh we have one <laughs> yeah we have one now so i will have yeah. a link in the description where you're listening on audio or video uh, we have a Discord open now for the games and groceries. I have some different pages there. Uh, so, you know, come join us. I will ask you the questions on the Discord as well. Uh, be a community over there of community of uh, uh, pineapples, if you will. But <laughs> our little pineapples. But uh, yeah, so that's social media taken care of. But we also have a website, gamesgroceries.com, where you can uh, listen to all the podcasts from the website as well as so you can find out where you listen to the audio versions of the podcast as well as some articles I've written in the past. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. And finally, if you're watching this on YouTube, definitely hit that subscribe button and hit that notification bell so you know when all these podcasts come out. This is now just a podcast channel. We have a new channel coming out pretty soon called mm-hmm. Evolt. Uh, it's in the works. We have the video filmed. Now we're just editing it. And, uh, you know, subscribe here if you like podcasts. Subscribe to Evolt when it comes out for uh, video game discussions. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully give us a review over on Apple Podcasts or even on uh, Podchaser. So uh, with all that said and done, stop wasting your time here. Uh, let's just get into it. Let's just get into the first segment. Movie Minutes. Movie Minutes is a segment that we talk about the movies that we watched in the past week, whether it be on Netflix, Hulu, or even HBO Max, not really in theaters, not just yet, and we like to give you a review, a recommendation, or not a recommendation. Uh, here on Games Groceries, we like to give you a five-point scale on the recommendation. Uh, it starts at, avoid at all costs, 
eh, pass. Enjoyable, solid, and perfect for us. Uh, so this week's movie actually comes from Netflix. It's not a Netflix original. It's just uh, it came on Netflix pretty uh, pretty recently. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is a film with Jason Momoa. It's called Braven. All right. Uh, so we're going to go into our final uh, recommendations yes. of a five points ago. And then we're going to explain why we did that. Yes. We did that last week. And we'll, we'll just go ahead and do it this week. Okay. So, uh, but yeah, out of our five point scale uh, from Avoid All Costs, Pass, Enjoyable, Solid, and Perfect for us, what did you give it? I gave it a solid. Solid. Yes. I also gave it solid. Yeah. Which is not exactly perfect, but a little bit more than enjoyable. Yeah. It was a good film. So let's explain why we gave it solid. Uh, so very first thing, mm-hmm. the setting and the actual atmosphere, the ambiance of this movie is very yeah. dark mm-hmm. uh, at first. It, it's very um, looking to your past, looking at, at as a family man, trying to go forward and trying to... Uh, rebuild bonds from family, mm-hmm. uh, and it, and it really tries to make you feel for each character, yeah, and why they're doing what they're doing, mm-hmm. uh, and it's really trying to make things right. But you're always trying to your life is always pushing you backwards when you're always mm-hmm. trying to make things right. Uh, what did you think about the tone of the movie? Um, I don't think about it that deeply. Yeah. Um, the beginning was it just starts off like really nice, showing like about the family and stuff, but like. You know something's gonna go wrong. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I mean, the tone was really—I don't—I don't really know about tone of movies. If I'm being honest, oh, okay. I don't know what we're talking about? Like, I don't like. I know what you're talking about, and I know what you mean. Yeah, I can't describe it though. But did you enjoy what the movie was trying to set up in terms of uh, trying to portray the characters the way they were? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't think about it. Like you're, you're like you're asking like deep questions and i don't think that deeply about it my goodness well what did you think about the movie going into it um i was excited to know like what was going to happen and why yeah but um i mean i was excited about going about it going into it like it just Mm -hmm. seemed it seemed interesting that's why we chose it yeah so and i was interested in seeing jason momoa play like Mm -hmm. a mountain man yeah as opposed to like his other roles where he's more more um, mountain man than anything else. He's not mountain man in mm. any of his other roles. Yeah. He's more of like a mysterious. Yeah. Gr- you know, brooding. Buff guy. <laughs> he's a mysterious buff guy in most of his other movies. Yeah. Whereas in this, he's more like mountain family man. He runs a lumber business. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like I was that was like what drove drove me into this movie at first mm-hmm. because I was like, I've never seen him in this type of role. So it was very interesting. Yeah, and uh, here's the thing is that it, it's very much, as the movie goes forward, you start to see that it's very much a 80s, 90s action movie. Uh, it's set a lot like Rambo or mm-hmm. even Die Hard is. But, um, you know, going to the title of the movie, Braven, mm-hmm. that's the guy's name, Joe yeah. Braven, much like John Rambo. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's set up a lot like the way Rambo was set up. Yeah. And uh, the one thing I did like is that the tension of the scenes was brought out by the quiet landscape. Oh my gosh, yes. But also a well-added score into here. Like, it Mm -hmm. didn't always play the score. It didn't overpower. Exactly. And it kind of let the quietness of the landscape kind of take its business. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, I I loved each tension. You you kind of, like, were sitting on the edge of your seat, like, waiting to see how the... And every time, 
like someone went off on their own, you're like, oh no, mm-hmm. they're gonna die. Exactly. They didn't always die, in case you're wondering. No, no, no. But um, but you like every time something small happens, you're just like, oh no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, the last thing I'll say, um, you know, closing thoughts on this is that while this followed a lot of the same tropes as mm-hmm. '80s, '90s action film do. Uh, it, it very much modernized it and it's hit its marks every time yeah. it did. It. Like I said, like it hit, it hit some tropes. It did. Mm-hmm. But when it did, it was fine with it. Yeah. When it was trying to aim for a trope, uh, yeah. you know, about, about a bad guy or how Joe Braven gets out of a certain, certain situation or uh, how a scene plays out, th- there are tropes there. But when it does, it hits it. It does mm-hmm. it well. It does it modernized. Uh, and I enjoyed it for that way. And that's the thing. The motives made sense to uh, to a sense. <laughs> to a sense. Yeah, I mean, there were some motives. That I was just there like, there were some things that I, I'm like, this all could have been avoided. Yeah, had we done something else. But the action was great. The direction was great. You knew exactly where mm-hmm. we were going each yeah. time. You weren't lost in the movie. Yeah, they didn't do anything that I was like, wait. Yeah. What? Yeah. There were just things that didn't make sense, like. Like a certain 80s action movie does. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like one of those things that's like, how is that person still alive? Yeah, exactly. It's one of those kinds of movies, but it's still enjoyable. But it, it you know, crossed over enjoyable for us. It was a yes. solid movie. We, we, we really enjoyed this movie. Yeah. It wasn't perfect. No. It wasn't perfect for us, but it was still a very much solid movie for us to watch. Yes, definitely. And I would watch it again. Yeah. And it's only an hour and a half, right? I think, I, think, it's like, I don't it, think it was too long. At most, it was like an hour 40 minutes. Yeah. But uh, but those are our brief thoughts about the movie Braven. You can find it on Netflix. Uh, definitely check it out. We gave it solid. Uh, and it's a, it's an enjoyable time if you like action movies. But uh, yeah, very yeah. much enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So why don't we just talk about some video game news? Why don't we do it? Okay. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's go into it. Let's go into our second segment. Top three gaming news this is the gaming news that we saw in the past week. We'd like to rank it three, two, one, just to give you a condensed version of what's going on in the gaming industry. Uh, here's what's going on: gaming news. Yeah. Also, not that much news. No. But when the news comes out, it's pretty significant. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're we're going into January where not a lot happens in the mm-hmm. industry, but uh, you know, we're here for it. We're we're here for the ride, the, the trolley ride of um of January. So the trolley ride. The trolley ride. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about some Nintendo news first. Okay. So Nintendo has finally acquired Next Level Games. All right. Uh, if you don't know what Next Level Game is, uh, it's it's a PowerPoint right behind us. They made Luigi Mansion 3. Wow. Cool. Yeah, it's Luigi. Well, I couldn't see what it was yeah. in that camera, so I was like, wait, it is? Yeah, that's, what, that's what's behind me? Yeah, Gooigi. That's Gooigi right there. That's weird. Gooigi. Um, so, yeah, Nintendo it, is in the process of acquiring Next Level Games, and now it will be officially a Nintendo subsidiary, uh, which is great because you know, they subsidiary did... Subsidiary or subsidiary? Subsidiary. Thank you. Uh, but Next Level Games has made the likes of, you know, uh, like I said before, uh, Luigi's Mansion 3. Mm-hmm. But also what I didn't know... Is that they made uh, Mario Strikers. I didn't know they were involved with that. My little sister and cousin loved that game. Exactly. 
They also uh, they also made likes of uh, the Captain America game. Mm. I believe they also made Spider Man Friend or Fro- Foe. But they but they came out and they also said that you know we're kind of done with movie tie-ins. We want to focus on IPs mm-hmm. that matter to us, and that's where they made Luigi's Mansion three. Yeah. Now they did kind of slip up with uh, Luigi's Mansion on the 3DS, mm. as well as a uh, a spinoff of Metroid, which mm-hmm. didn't do, do so hot either. But when they hit their mark, they hit it. And mm-hmm. Nintendo recognized it, and they finally brought them on. Cool. Which Nintendo does not do often. Yeah, I was going to say, we don't, you don't really report much on like Nintendo acquiring. Nope. Even when they do Nintendo IPs, they don't go ahead and acquire them. Yeah. The only ones I can think of is this and Retro Studios. And mm. I think the article linked down below, um, it lists out the other one. But I want to read this quote right here from the article, which is linked down below. The Vancouver-based studio has long been an ally of Nintendo's. It developed the well-received Mario football spinoff, Super Mario Strikers, as I said, and its sequel for the Wii, as well as the Wii iteration of Punch-Out. In 2016, Next Level Games was memorably asked with... Oh, sorry. Was memorably tasked with creating a Metroid spinoff largely without a series star, Samus which resulted in a widely panned Metroid Prime Federation force, which, what I said before, they didn't hit the mark on mm-hmm. that. But they hit the mark on Luigi's Mansion 3, which mm-hmm. is why I think that Nintendo finally made the very rare call and said, "Yeah, you're going to be uh, officially Nintendo licensed now. Yeah. So uh, it's good news for like, next level games. Yeah. I think they're going to do great with their mm-hmm. Nintendo sees them as a great potential because they don't do it often. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for this. This is great. Yeah. Cool. Good yeah. stuff. But uh, why don't we move on to the number two gaming news, which is about Epic Games. Okay. Uh, Epic bought them all. <laughs> cool. Uh, he, did you think that I said bought them all? No, I said bought a mall. <laughs> they bought a mall, dude. I love them all sometimes. Well, now they bought one. Cool. And they're going to be using this as the uh, headquarters for mm. Epic Games uh, starting in 2024. So they're going to be building this up and remodeling it. Yeah. And it will be their new headquarters in coming 2024. It'd be funny if they didn't remodel it and they were like, all right, so you work in the Claire's store. Yeah. And you work in Journeys. What the? My goodness. <laughs> Who works in Spencer's then? Oh. My goodness. Let me read this article. <laughs> uh, link down below. All the articles will be linked down below. Uh, saying, sitting on 87 acres, uh, Cary Town Center, like many shopping malls in the United States, have uh, has struggled to remain open as anchor tenants have left and closed altogether thanks to shopping trends moving online. WRAL-TV of Rayleigh noted that a few stores remain open there and much of the mall is blocked off. Its current owners picked up the in 2019 for $31 million. Then uh, then got Cary Town Council to approve its rezoning, which would permit the office use, uh, which would permit office use, hotel rooms and multifamily housing in addition of commercial space. Hmm. So it says there in a quote that they bought it for thirty one million. Want to know how much uh, Epic paid for it? Ninety five huh. million. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah. So they bought it for ninety five million. And like it says here, it sits on 87 acres of land. That's a lot of land. Now, it did it's a look, big mall. It is. It's a quite a big mall. Well, no, that's from Fortnite right there. Oh, okay. That's not the Carytown Center. 
Which, well, I assume that once I turned around and saw what it was. Yeah, no, that's from Fortnite. Uh, now, to put this in perspective, though, when I, I hear 87, I'm like, wow, that's going to be a huge campus for for a company, mm-hmm. 87 Anchors. Uh, anchors. <laughs> acres. I was just curious, uh, just in comparison's sake, how big is Google's headquarters? Yeah. How big is that? Uh, Google's headquarters sits at 7,855 acres. Oh, my goodness. So epic. It's it's not going to be that epic. <laughs> um get it because epic but that's that's what i mean it's like it's it's just a pretty sizable headquarters but it's not near google or microsoft i think i looked up microsoft Mm -hmm. i can't remember but it was in it was definitely in the thousands above five five thousand could you imagine what's that imagine that many acres i i can't can't even fathom what that looks like yeah it's crazy but it's insane but it's pretty interesting that they have bought a mall and uh yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Uh, articles are linked down below. Uh, Epic does share some details of how they will help the town of Cary. Um, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, but uh, they bought them all. It's going to be the headquarters. Uh, let's move on to the uh, number one gaming news. We're talking about Cyberpunk again. Woo-hoo. Oh, my. Is there going to be a week where we don't talk about Cyberpunk? Probably not. But uh, let's talk about the player base in Cyberpunk. Okay. Cyberpunk 2077 has lost 79% of its player base. Oh, so bad. Dip. <laughs> but, <laughs> dip. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they lost 79% within three weeks. Wow. Which is intense. Uh, so this is coming from uh, Get Reels. Uh, I can't remember the sites, uh, but it, it takes numbers from uh, it takes numbers from the Steam launch it takes numbers from steam player bases so mm-hmm. this is coming from pc players this is not yeah. coming from console players and that's important to know because mm-hmm. uh if you think about it as console players you're like thinking oh, of course i'm not surprised yeah. they didn't lose a hundred percent of the players yeah this is coming from pc which Where it was running fine yeah it was running just fine a- anybody that says they had a good time usually will say mm-hmm. one of two things either they were on pc or surprisingly stadia they they had a great time on Stadia. Alrighty. But they lost 79%. That's a lot. So I want to read this quote from the article linked down below, which you should definitely check out that article because they show uh, charts and statistics between um, uh, Witcher 3 as well as Cyberpunk. But mm-hmm. it's interesting to read. But I want to read this one quote. While that 79% drop in players is worrying... Most single-player games typically lose around the same amount of players, if not even more, after the first month on Steam. Open-world games like Cyberpunk are usually the exception, and compared to The Witcher 3, CD Projekt Red's new digital playground uh, certainly isn't doing well at keeping players interested in coming back for more. Wow. So, I do agree with the article. Uh, I have to agree with the article. (laughs) They deal with statistics in Steam. But saying that most single player games they do dip within the first month, and that makes sense. Yeah. You know, you beat the story, boom, you're you're done. Yeah, it's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, but the exception is open world games. Yeah. Where you're constantly doing side missions, exploring mm-hmm. different worlds, and uh, it doesn't usually dip that quickly. Yeah. But you know what's even surprising? Hmm. Uh, The Witcher Three. It took three months to dip to seventy nine percent. CD. You know, what is, what is it? Cyberpunk? 
Yeah, Cyberpunk is what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> no, I knew we were, what we were talking about. I just, the name, I said CD Project Red instead of Cyberpunk. Yeah. Anyway, that one's just a whole big mess. Yeah. That's the re- It's going to exceed all expectations of mm-hmm. failure. Well, like, it's not even, I don't think it, even on PC, it's a matter of it's busted. But yeah. what I do like with the quote is that saying, there's not much in there for you to keep coming back to the open world. Mm. Skyrim and Witcher 3 uh, and any other RPG will have side missions and activities mm-hmm. and upgrades and replayability and uh, all these different things that would make you want to come back to the game. Yeah. And the way CD Projekt Red was coming to it, they were kind of promoting Cyberpunk 2077 as RPG of the decade. Yeah. Of any RPG that's ever come out. Now, they always said that it's a smaller world than Witcher 3, but it's much yeah. more dense. There's a lot more things to do. Mm-hmm. But the fact that even PC players have kind of dipped out of Cyberpunk within yeah. three weeks. within the a whole month. Yeah, within the first month of its launch, it's dipped 79% of its player base. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked with a game like this dipping 50%. It's mm-hmm. fine. Like, that. that that's one thing. Yeah. But the dip seventy nine percent, almost almost eighty, pretty much eighty percent at that's, this point. That's major. It is because what is there to do in Cyberpunk? There, yeah, exactly. Apparently, there's not much. Exactly. Uh, so it's kind of disappointing to hear, and very disappointing for. Uh, there's no real rant here. I know I've been ranting about Cyberpunk, but it's just sad that like mm-hmm. when you dip that much for an open world game, it's not even about the patches; it's about the contents involved. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there's just no content. I don't, I don't even think this is a failure in terms of the glitches. I think this is just a dud at this point. I don't know if they can come back from this. And there is a lot of rumors coming around that Cyberpunk will come back as a No Man's Sky, uh, as No Man's Sky did. It's a it's a majorly different story. That's completely different, different because No Man's Sky had a sandbox. Like, you could do anything. You could go anywhere. Like, it was your story, whereas mm-hmm. Cyberpunk is kind of a sandbox. Now, again, I haven't played it. I've only watched Let's Plays. But it's, it doesn't give you a lot of options to do your own thing. Mm-hmm. I, I think um, Woodhawker, uh, Beat-Em-Ups, yeah. he did a great job of defining what was the problem with CD Projekt Red in making this. Mm-hmm. And he said that, like, he replayed missions and it gave him the same results, even though they he did a different thing. Yeah. So there's not much to go back to. There's not much replayability because you played the story. Yeah. There's nothing to, to do uh, to do with it. Yeah. But, you know, it, it is what it is. But mm-hmm. uh, that's all I really have to say about the matter. It's just... Yeah, there's not much to say about it. It's just... It's just sad. It is. Yeah, it's disappointing mm-hmm. uh, that a game was marketed to be ambitious and... Just, uh, it was supposed to be amazing and yeah it was supposed not. to change the way rpgs come to be the way witcher 3 did because mm-hmm. witcher 3 when that game came out it actually legitimately changed the way rpgs were made mm-hmm. and now cyberpunk 2077 it was supposed to be the follow-up to you know redefine what an rpg is and it did nothing yeah it did nothing significant and some might argue that's not even an RPG to begin with, but yeah. 
it is what it is. But yeah. uh, you know, I, I I think we're done with this. I think so. Yeah, just just like how uh, players of Cyberpunk are done with it, we're done with this yeah. with this section. Uh, we want to bring on our guest, our good friend. Hopefully by the end. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Corey Schmitz, if you don't know him, Corey Schmitz has done a lot of graphic design for uh, a lot of things that you very much enjoy, in including the logo for Oculus. Uh, he's done the logo for Polygon, Bleacher Report. Uh, you know, you, you can actually go on his website and look at all the mm -hmm. things that he actually designed. He did uh, Below. He's uh, He did the Ghost of Tsushima mm -hmm. uh, logo. So... He's got a lot to say about what game yeah. logos are about. I'm very excited to bring him on. Yeah. I've read an article about him in Game Informer, and I was like, there, there's going to be a day where I get to talk with this guy. So mm -hmm. I'm very excited to bring him on. So let's not delay this anymore. Let's just let's just get to it. Let's go into it with our final segment with our special guest, Corey Schmidt. All right, everybody, we are back with our very special guest, the king of logos, uh, the king of Brooklyn, if you will. Uh, it's, it's Corey Schmitz. Hi. <laughs> Corey, How's it going? Uh, you know, really good. We're psyched to have you on here. Uh, like I've said to our audience before, you know, we've read your article in Game Informer. You just seem to have this great mind for graphic design game logos uh you know just a, a great mind in general and we just wanted to you know have you on but uh how are you doing how are you handling the uh, situation at hand if you will <laughs> yeah it's been uh interesting hard to work so yeah. in the past couple of days but you know uh, just watching the news and trying to work <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah a little depressing but you know yeah i know it's uh it's terrible. We're only in January and uh, yeah. things are just skyrocketing at this yeah. point. Yeah. I think, you know, once, once being dad happened, it was kind of just <laughs> set the tone, I think. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a wonderful world we live in, but hopefully January 20th will change everything. Who knows? But Who knows? <laughs> Uh, but before we get started, um, Corey, uh, can you tell us a little bit about uh, yourself, your work, um, kind of your resume here? What have you done uh, that's uh, significant more than <laughs> more than I can? <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, well, um, yeah. So I'm a graphic designer, um, mostly focused in games. Uh, I do some non non game work too, but that's my real main passion, I guess. And um, also, yeah, mostly focused on the branding end, so logos, et cetera. But every once in a while, I'll do packaging or, you know, poster or whatnot. Um, but, yeah, so so I've been doing it uh, freelance uh, on my own for about 10 years almost. Um, uh, I got started on my freelance career with uh, Sound Shapes. I don't know if you know that game. It was like a hmm. Vita game. Um it's like an indie, indie Vita game that um, Sony published, and it was really, really fun. And uh, so that was like my first kind of big <laughs> thing I did. And it was, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I did like the, the, the character design even in that, and the menus and the logo. Oh, and geez. then nice. some of the stuff I did that uh, I'm super proud of was uh, did the logo for Polygon mm -hmm. and um, Analog, the company that makes the um, Super NT and the an analog pocket whatnot mm -hmm. um what else eight bit do <laughs> oh that's uh, right yeah yeah and uh I valorant recently valorant. and uh 
control. Yeah, mm -hmm. lots of lots of game stuff. Um, yeah, I, I just try to try to you know bring kind of my own approach to to the game logo. You try to keep it bold and impactful and and um, be memorable. <laughs> right. <laughs> and on. then. Uh, yeah, and then some 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 non-logo stuff uh, like I did the Res Infinite uh, packaging for the vinyl release with like a big book, and that was really really fun. Um, mm. Yeah, just kind of stuff in that realm. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And that's why we wanted to bring you on. You've done a lot, not even just with gaming. You also did, uh, if I'm correct, you also did uh, Bleacher Reports uh, logo. Uh, I didn't do the logo for Bleacher Report. The whole company. Um, I think they did that in house. Mm. Uh, they have a really good team there. Uh, but I did, I did do a bunch of their um, like sub brands with uh, mm. my okay. buddy Dylan. Uh, we did like the the BR gaming and the then the BR kicks and the the football one. And uh, yeah, I've, yeah, I've done a, some other non gaming stuff. Uh, I do a lot of gig posters and I do um, al album art uh, for all sorts of musicians. And then um, do a lot of uh, did a lot of other box uh, media logos like Eater mm -hmm. and uh, um, I'm blanking now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, lots of lots of fun projects. Yeah, Matt, I, I really like I really like doing it. <laughs> and that's the thing. That's why I want to kind of get your mind on this thing. And the first question I want to ask you, as we are discussing why game logos are actually important. Uh, mm. And I think to, to actually define this topic, and we can all go around the table here, uh, including TV Corey here. Uh, why are game logos actually important when branding a game? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because that's the thing is that not a lot of people really focus on the logo in of itself. Mm -hmm. They focus more on social media aspects or even yeah. box art in general, but the logo in of itself. They don't really understand why it's important. So, yeah. uh, Corey, what are your thoughts? Why are game logos needed? That's interesting. I mean, I, I I feel like you could have a game with a terrible logo and it would still be fine. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, you, but but I, I like to think they're important because uh, there's a lot of thought put into them. So, yeah. um, uh, why are they important? Well, I mean. You know, you watch a game trailer, and then usually the the whole game trailer ends on a on a logo, and that is kind yeah. of meant to mm -hmm. sum up everything in a in a sense. Like mm -hmm. it's kind of the last impression you're left with. Yeah, <laughs> and um, you know, just something to set the tone. Basically, like if you think of like um, some really good ones, like The Last of Us, for instance, mm. is like super immediately. Um, effective and you just can kind of get the tone they're going yeah. for right away even though it's just a simple font with some texture on it it, it, it really just like evokes the yeah. the tone perfectly and um yeah I, I i think they're i think they're um they're meant to kind of just summarize a game in a in a certain sense or just capture the tone of the game mm. um and kind of portray that to the uh to the audience um and i and i think that is important in a in the, in the same way that box art is important or uh any other aspect of 
of, of the game making process. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah, yeah, you're right. They they're not they're kind of um, you know people see them and take them as as kind of just uh, they don't they don't look too much into them. I don't think uh, very often. So they're mm. um, you know you see like a thread on on the reset era about the box art and then you know yeah <laughs> they're, they're so every every couple every couple few months there might be one of like your favorite game logos but mm-hmm. yeah i don't know <laughs> yeah uh, and that's the terrible thing is that the, like you said there's a lot of thought put into it yeah and yeah. you can tell a lot about what a game's theme might be just yeah. from the logo in of itself mm-hmm. i think one of my favorite logos that that you've done Corey is uh the logo for below and below, oh yeah that was that was maybe that was like the second one i ever did i think <laughs> yeah, and it, yeah. It, i loved the way you uh the way you designed it because you had your mountain but part of the lettering was a descent into the mountain exactly. and you, yeah, yeah and i and i yeah. liked how you portray that because then you get to see what the theme of the game is just from mm-hmm. the art of it um, yeah, yeah, I still get a lot of compliments about that logo, and um, yeah, so yeah, that that was interestingly. Um, so yeah, Cappy made that game, and mm-hmm. I was in Canada at the time. Uh, so so yeah, so when I was working on Sound Shapes, um, I think like Cappy was on the the fifth floor, and then the team at Queasy was who made Sound Shapes was on the floor above. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> Same building, and. Uh, yeah, and there was a lot of like kind of cohabitation between those two offices, and um, I was staying with uh, Chris Petrowski from Cappy, and then so he he hired me to do the uh, below logo, and he also like creative directed the logo and, and came up with some of the ideas behind it. But yeah, I, I think that's a really good one, and it just is. Um, yeah, I think there's many different ways to communicate a game tone through a logo, and that in that instance, it's kind of like an a like a like an icon mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. <laughs> doing yeah. it rather than 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 through tone uh and um but yeah it is a nice uh you kind of see it and you kind of get an impression of, of what the game mm-hmm. game's gonna be like yeah but, then... uh, yeah maybe it's also a good thing that people don't notice a logo sometime because it, it, it maybe maybe <laughs> yeah. maybe that means something i don't, I don't know <laughs> And that's the thing. Um, I, I, and I, and I'll get into this uh, a little bit later about, you know, should a game mm-hmm. logo actually be, be designed to be naked to the eye, you know, more mm-hmm. natural. Um, yeah. but yeah, I, that's, I, definitely, that's something that I think about a lot. If I'm doing a logo with, um, done a couple ones recently where the, like, the key art mm-hmm. is, is in mind is very like loud and busy. And so the logo has to be, yeah, kind of, melting into that a little bit and not be too clashy so yeah sometimes it's it's more about just doing <laughs> yeah you know mm-hmm. you, you don't want it, you don't want it to be too too obnoxious or too loud or too uh stand stand out ish mm-hmm. yeah. yeah liz i was gonna say do you know any uh game logos that you can think of that kind of uh really stuck out to you not particularly because mm-hmm. i have a really bad memory yeah um, but I was actually going to say almost the opposite, not mm. the opposite of what you guys are saying, but I think that people subconsciously mm. look at the logo and find it important because mm. it's that like, mm. don't judge a book by its cover thing. We all do it with books and video games. You see the cover, you see the logo yeah, and you kind of like, 
that's what's drawing you into it in the first place. If yeah. you don't really know much about the game, you're just seeing the logo like on the store or whatever, mm-hmm. and you're like, hmm, that yeah. looks interesting. And mm-hmm. then you read the description. Yeah. So I think we subconsciously do find that logo important, but when you're asked the question directly, you don't realize you do that. So you don't even think about that as being important, even though it's yeah. one of the most important things, in my well, opinion. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good point. I, and I think it's... It, maybe different now because if you think about like how you used to find out about games was in like a game magazine and you would read about the game and you know you you might not even see a trailer for a game back in the 90s because yeah true (laughs) and then so you'd go to the store and just buy the game and you wouldn't really think about the logo at all (laughs) and nowadays you know you're on a like uh, psn or, or steam or whatever and you see like all the little squares and that's like your first so oftentimes that can be your first point of contact with mm-hmm. the game. And so, yeah, I think there's something to what you just said. Yeah. And I, I, the locals I can think of that, um, and I'm, and I would like to like bring it to your logos, but the very first thing that I can think of is the logo behind life is strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it depicts it as, uh, it, it's lettering. It's, uh, the, the way the font goes, it, it's mm-hmm. written like almost like, a journalistic notebook the way yeah. the font is and yeah. it also uses the um what what's the picture polaroid, polaroid picture uh, as part of it yeah uh and you get to see that there's some journals uh involved there's pictures involved these, these are uh definitely yeah. things uh mm-hmm. that are involved and the other logo that i thought of uh is also oxen free which is i a knew big, you had to bring that uh, up somewhere oxen free is like the way the way the triangle is, you're just thinking, yeah. what is this? What what mm-hmm. kind of um, you know noticing it? Now, now bringing it back to Corey though, <laughs> uh, another logo I very much enjoy. And I want to bring it back to him because <laughs> <laughs> he's the one that's here. He's the one that's here. <laughs> but honestly, um, you know, I loved even uh, Ghost of Tsushima's uh, logo. The way it kind of strikes you, and it, you get mm-hmm. that uh, you know Japanese vibe in it. And there's something about logos where you design it into a way where uh, like you said, Corey, it's your first point of contact. Mm-hmm. You get to see it and you just say to yourself, what is this? Yeah. And I think that's the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of another question I want to ask you. And we've already talked about uh, how game logo is trying to draw you in. Corey, you mm-hmm. brought up that you can have a really crappy logo and the game still does really good. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to ask you from... Uh, a a game designer standpoint or a game designer, a uh, graphic designer, we're kind of a game designer, <laughs> um, graphic designer standpoint, what sorts of aspects about logos draw people away from a game? Uh, did you ever, do you ever think about that when you're designing a logo? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, usually when I'm making a logo, I get a, I don't really think about it in that way. Like I'll get a, uh, I usually get like briefed from the, uh, the client and they'll run me through the game. Like, uh, oftentimes I'll just get the same pitch that they made to the publisher mm-hmm. just so I can get a feel for everything. And, uh, you know, they'll add a, a part about the, what they want for the logo. And oftentimes they'll, they'll just say what, you know, oh, we really don't like, this game to use purple or whatever hmm. uh, just because of their competitor has purple in the logo or something like that. So yeah. oftentimes I kind of have like a parameter to work within. And, um, and then from that point, I'm just trying to make the best thing I can. And so, 
Mm. I mean, other than really obviously, you know, you don't you you don't want to use like some ugly font or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's kind of obvious, I guess. But no, I can't really think of an, of an example where a logo was so bad that it <laughs> repelled people from a game. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, yeah, I feel like for that to happen, like a- other aspects of the game would probably coincidentally yeah. be, mm-hmm. <laughs> it would be bad. like it would be one of those games on on steam that like is a penny or whatever and, uh, yeah yeah we're talking about like nintendo eShop games or something something yeah, where they didn't have a budget yeah. for they didn't have a big budget for the game and therefore did not have a big budget for their graphic designer yeah or they did it themselves mm-hmm. when they don't have the education mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah there's a lot i guess there's some maybe that might have like kind of like programmer art and and then they just never change the logo because yeah. it's a small team. But that's understandable. I mean, yeah, I kind of com- I commend anyone who's doing oh, it all, yeah. all one person, even if they're not a designer. So it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, I kind of want to bring into uh, your kind of style in this, and the other question I would have for you is, you know, minimalistic styles in game logos. So the one oh. thing I kind of want to um, you know kind of mold these two questions together for you. The one thing I, I was um, thinking as you were talking, especially with um, having a really bad font or something, <laughs> yeah. is that uh, you kind of uh, have this tendency to uh, have minimalistic styles. You know, less uh-huh. is more when it comes to logos. Now, yeah. the way I want to blend this together is minimalistic, I feel, is the best way to do it. You know, less is more mm-hmm. so you can see clearly the logo. But can a game logo be too simple? That it looks, you know, less minimalistic and more of, I I just didn't try. I just put yeah. you know, text up. Mm-hmm. Um, what what's your line there when you're thinking oh, yeah. about minimalistic I mean, design? Yeah, I think, I, I mean, I think there's a lot of really good like not minimalist logos, like a lot of in, like crazy, like a like platinum games logo where oh, there's yeah. like or like a Gundam game logo where it's like <laughs> yeah, it's like. Gundam versus da, 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 Echelon Third Max, you know, EX. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. There's angles going everywhere. I think those are cool too. <laughs> yeah. Or Jet Set Radio's uh, logo, mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah. 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 And I, I, I like to do logos like that every once in a while. Like, I, I, a lot of times when I do stuff for Devolver, it tends to be like kind of a bit more wild and a bit more, you know, less, uh, mm-hmm. less, less, less is more. <laughs> more yeah. Is more yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah. And then the other way, um, uh, yeah, I mean, if you if you just type something out and <laughs> like, yeah, you gotta have to put some thought into it. I think like uh, there was like a trend on in design on the internet like ten years ago, like minimalist movie posters where people would basically just be like, um, oh, here's like a poster for the Matrix, and it's just like white and then like a picture of like, yeah. A, or whatever blue pill and then it just says the matrix in like Hel- yeah. helvetica or something on the yeah. Bottom. Yeah. that just was that was like people were like whoa that's cool for a little bit and then it was just like oh my god this is so stupid and mm-hmm. and I, I think uh that uh, yeah i mean i can't blame anyone for for you know thinking something looks cool and going with it but yeah personally i i, I like to have a bit more thought put into it um but you know you can de- you could have a game logo that's just something typed out and if it's like you know the right font and every mm-hmm. the right style that, yeah. that, that works too uh, but yeah there's definitely a weird wobbly line <laughs> it's definitely a yeah. game by game basis yeah. and uh mm-hmm. yeah it, it's it's tricky <laughs> 
every game is super different. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, like a lot of the games, all the logos I'll do will have tons of texture and light sources and 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 roughened edges and and some you know, and some games are just really super hyper simple. So yeah, definitely runs the gamut. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's the thing. Um, and and as you were talking, there are some things where it is just words. Uh, you brought up even uh, the Last of Us logo, mm -hmm. and what it is, it's uh, there's not much symbols involved. There is just the text, mm -hmm. and I yeah. can I can think of the Last of Us Part Two logo where it's just the letters stacked. And there's even yeah, yeah. there's even something that you always have to think about how close the letters have to be yeah. and how uh, much <laughs> line height have to do because there's so many things that you have to think of that contribute to what will make this mm -hmm. logo kind of stand out and I think they hit that mark yeah. like like what you're saying uh, yeah. and uh, even your uh, logo with below and I and I know I brought that up again uh, it almost casts a shadow. And mm -hmm. uh, you get to see that the game is going to be descending, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I did want to bring up something before we go into social media answers. I'll uh, talk about minimalistic design. Uh, mm -hmm. I brought up your Game Informer logo or your Game Informer uh, article. Oh, yeah, your, yeah, your interview, your article. Uh, and you talked a little bit about uh, the Oculus uh logo right there yeah, and yeah. a lot of people might have thought that when you designed that you didn't take a lot of time with it they just kind oh. of drew a circle and that yeah. was it uh if you yeah. don't know what the oculus uh logo is uh google <laughs> i don't know yeah <laughs> <laughs> just look it up just look it up oculus uh logo uh and even just having that uh did yeah. you take a lot of time with that like oh, a lot yeah. of thought yeah. you have no idea yeah <laughs> Yeah, that was that was like a multi-year long. That was the longest project I've ever done. I think. Yeah, mm. it took forever, and we probably made like eight hundred different logos for that. I would guess. Like, oh, uh, so I was working on that before Facebook bought them. Really? <laughs> wow. Yeah, and then that went for a very long time, and um, they eventually, yeah, we kind of they they put together a team. So it was me and me and two other people, and then their creative director there, and we all worked together on it. And, uh, um, yeah, it was, it was pretty fun. It was kind of like a big jam session mm -hmm. <laughs> when we were all together in California making it. And, uh, um, I feel like we were just basically doing every combination of an O and an I shape. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, uh, I think, um, yeah, Mackie Saturday, another designer, he had that on his computer and, at that point, we had basically done like every single combination where it's like, what about this one? And then we're like, oh, yeah, that, I mean, we can't do that as a logo because it's too simple, I think, probably. And they're like, wait, no, actually, yeah, it kind of feels perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mackie Saturday is an incredible designer, too. He did the, uh, he did the old Instagram, like, uh, cursive font and whatnot. Mm -hmm. and, wow. And yeah, his... so, so it was, um, yeah, and then we, we kind of just built out a brand around that symbol. And then um, they, uh, the creative director, um, he pitched it. And then they were like, yeah, let's go. That sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, it, it was also, I, I think it was difficult to get a trademark for because it, it was so simple. That's another thing. It's Really? Yeah, usually when you're making a logo, it has to have a quite distinct aspect to it. Um to get copyright or a, sorry, a trademark. And, um, usually the goal is to have, 
um, it, it's a bit easier if, if, if it's like, oh, there's a similar logo, but it's in the food sector or something. Yeah. Where it's like a yeah. Totally, there's no risk of confusion. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as I understand, I, I, I think that's a factor. I could be totally wrong. I'm not a lawyer, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's another thing to keep in mind when, when, when designing. But um, yeah, I mean, I mean, the, the oftentimes, I guess, yeah, the, the point is the, the most simple looking things can be <laughs> yeah. the most uh, difficult to, to do. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I, that's what I love about kind of your designs here. Like you can, you can go from range to range from the most minimalistic uh, to the most artistic, you know, um, like I said, I brought up, you know, Ghost of Tsushima, of course, that logo was great. Uh, and then of course the Oculus was great. They're, they're great in their own ways here. And I kind of want to, uh, actually go into, uh, our segment of social media answers. Wow. Is that a segment Ooh. now? It's a, it's a segment now. All right. We're here. <laughs> With uh, social media answers. Uh, so strange. Uh, I ask you on social media, you know, we can follow us on Twitter at Gaming Groceries, or you can follow us on Instagram, Games and Groceries, all one word, or even on Facebook if you really want to. <laughs> uh, and we also now have a Discord. We have a Discord yeah. channel. You can uh, go on there, and uh, I will ask you the question on the Discord channel. You can answer from there. So yeah. isn't that nice and lovely of me? Uh, I am <laughs> generous, as, as uh, one might say. But, uh, you know, people, but uh, so I asked you, how have game logos drawn you closer to playing the game? And the first answer, and that's why I was very interested to bring you on, Corey, uh, is from Acumander Nikki, who says actual logo like your G&G pineapple, the the pineapple that we have uh, for the, you know, the the pineapple. she said, no, not that I remember, at least. And that's what we'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. Box art, yes, definitely. But also sometimes not even that. What drives <laughs> me toward a game is hearing about them on social media. Now I'm, trying not, uh, now I'm trying to think of game logos, and all I can think of is the devs behind it. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Is that, you know, one thing, you know, not to be clear about this. The developers are important. Hooray. Yes. Uh, like I should go them. go them, go game developers. But uh, she doesn't even remember any game logos that really got her to love a game at mm-hmm. all. And that's what, what I kind of want to talk to you about is, do you ever feel like you don't get enough recognition or do you find <laughs> yourself thinking that, um, you know, you don't want people giving you a lot of recognition for the, oh. for the art that you do? What do you think? <laughs> I like recognition, but I also don't mind if if I don't get any. <laughs> Do you ever get jealous of game developers? Is what I'm asking you. <laughs> Sorry. Do you ever get jealous of game developers? Is oh, what I'm no. asking. <laughs> no, they they do way more work on on their projects than I do. <laughs> yeah. Fair, fair, uh, fair. Yeah. No, I mean it, it's it's all good. I, I don't really have any complaints. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I think it's, it's, it might just come down to like a, a personality type situation where some, or maybe someone, people are more visually minded in a certain way or something. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I always notice them, but it's probably just because I'm a designer, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, but, uh, uh, I, I guess I do want to ask you then, uh, when you fell in love with graphic design, was that because you were so into logos or was it just more interested that you are very talented in this sort of field or was it a little bit of both? 
Uh, well, no, I, 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 I didn't really get an interest in logo. I mean, I always liked logos, but I wasn't really my main focus until after I graduated. So yeah. definitely more of a later in life thing. I, I, I guess when I started design, like in college, I didn't really have a specific focus really. And I was just mm. doing, I was just doing my classes and whatnot. And, um, I kind of just did all sorts of stuff. Um, but yeah, I think once I started doing logos, uh, that was the thing that resonated with, um, with, with, uh, potential clients and stuff. Yeah. So I kept mm-hmm. doing it to, uh, and, and it's been a pretty good living. So, uh, yeah, and uh, and I grew to really appreciate it a lot more after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's mostly once you actually do the thing that you start to grow appreciation for that mm-hmm. very thing. Yeah, uh, it even goes into cooking. You know, you go out to eat yeah, and you sure. don't really know how the yeah. dish was prepared, but the more yeah. you know about cooking, you know, the better yeah. you appreciate the meal that was put together for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's perfect way of putting it. Yeah. And I guess uh, same thing for design as well, you know, yeah. uh, or even podcasting, if you will. <laughs> uh, but that's what brings me to my second uh, social media answer. And it's actually on the polar opposite where mm. uh, it comes from Twofer, Twofer Gaming, mm-hmm. who, you know, comments all the time. What's up, Twofer? Uh, but I, I know he's a lot more engaged in, you know, artistic looks and, uh, you know, he's very much into, uh, as he's put it, emo music. So, <laughs> so he's, uh, very emotional, if you will. Oh, goodness gracious. But, uh, Tufer says, I love seeing logos outside of the particular game, uh, like on a bumper sticker or even a tattoo. It's yeah. like a message saying, I'm cool, and if you recognize this logo, then you're cool too, and we probably could be friends. Uh, he then uh, goes on to say, usually it was the box art back in the day, but that would pique my interest. That's what we relied on to let us know what the game was all about. Sadly, box art was better than the actual game. Uh, ex- uh, expect for the Bucky O'Hare on the N- NES. A Bucky O'Hare. I can't remember that one. Um <laughs> Good memories of seeing that in a store and staring at uh, that entire ride home, that cover art. Yeah. Uh, still my favorite NES game. So what he says is that he likes seeing it outside of the game. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people who have video game tattoos. Oh, yeah. In fact, like I said, I kind of want the oxen free tattoo, uh, you know, somewhere. And just to say, is leave possible? That would yeah. be cool. But um, I'm too much of a wussy. But, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> but um, what about you? Uh, I'm going to bring it back to you, Corey, since, uh, you know, we're here to talk to you. <laughs> yeah. But uh, do you ever get joy whenever somebody tattoos? Like, have, Well, that's uh-huh. one question. Has, have you seen anybody tattoo one of your logos onto themselves? Have you ever seen that? Yeah, I think there's been a few. Um, I can't remember which. Yeah, but I I know I've seen it a couple of times. I'd yeah. be like, I, I definitely people have have been like, hey, can I get a file for this logo so I can get it tattooed? And I'll be like, let me check and make sure it's okay to send. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Everyone's always cool with it, so yeah, I, I, that's happened a few times. Uh, um, actually, a I can go on a slight tangent. Um, yeah, so like when I was doing, um, I did an album art for this. Um, really great album called uh, Romoplasm by Baths. He's like a really amazing electronic musician. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, the artwork for the logo was kind of, er, for the, the album art was kind of inspired by Wipeout, the game. Oh, nice. Yeah. PlayStation game. 
And so we did like all these for each song. There's like a tiny little like logo mark. Oh. And then so yeah, one of one of his fans uh, had one of one of the songs really resonate um, with them, and they got they got the logo for that tattooed, and I thought that was kind of cool. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. semi game related in a sense, but yeah, yeah, yeah totally. I'm um, oh, sorry. No, no, no. I was going to yeah. say like totally, but like yeah, that's the thing. Uh, do you ever feel uh, honored for that? Do you ever feel like? Do you ever feel weird about it or like surreal about it when somebody wants to be, you know, tattooed with one of your logos? <laughs> uh, I mean, no, it, it's, 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 it's a kind of an honor, I guess. I actually, I, I feel a really, very, it feels amazing whenever I see a logo of mine in, in use anywhere mm. in the environment is always just super, it's all, it's still surreal. Like, um, like the, one of the more wild ones was like at the playoffs and the NBA playoffs. It had, I think on one time it had like the Oculus logo on the court and mm-hmm. the, and the uh, Bleacher Report kicks logo on the court nice. at the same time. I was like, Damn, that's pretty cool. Two yeah. logos on the uh, NBA finals or awesome. NBA playoffs. <laughs> and yeah, you know, whenever you see like a billboard or, or um, like go to like a trade show and they have like the huge booths with the, with the logo, it's pretty sweet. Yeah. 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 So I think the last question I'll ask before we go into, you know, our final segment here, uh, if you had to choose one of your logos to tattoo on yourself, <laughs> oh, which no. would it be and where? And where? Oh, no, I don't, I don't have any tattoos uh, as of right now. Let me look at my logos real quick. Yeah. Actually, uh, I, I really like... Uh, Recently, I did one for the uh, video game History Foundation, and it's very, very. It's a, uh, it's a square and a hexagon and a circle. Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah. So I think that would be so simple that it wouldn't really look like I was uh, referencing anything specifically, mm-hmm. and I, maybe I just like geometry a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I would do that, and it would be on um, my. Um, I don't know. Maybe my arm. Yeah, <laughs> that's a safe answer. Yeah. As a first tattoo, I feel like you kind of have to do your arm, maybe. Otherwise, it would be a little weird if it was. Yeah. Your leg, it would seem imbalanced or something. <laughs> I feel like you like everyone's first, like a lot of first tattoos are on your arms on because like forearm, yeah. Because it's like you, it's your first tattoo. You want everyone to see it. Yeah. Precisely. Look, I got a tattoo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what I'm doing. But I would kind of right want here. a half. I'd half hide it, so maybe I'd put it here, and if I choose to wear a sleeveless, sleeveless shirt, there. exactly, it's a nice yeah. surprise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Corey, that was a great answer, but unfortunately, we were looking for the Oculus logo in your eyeball. The Oculus Ooh. logo you in your so eyeball. Strange. That is the right answer. <laughs> All right, then you get it. I will, <laughs> but there you, go. you know, I'm allergic to tattoos, so you know, it is what it no, is. You're not. Uh, yeah, you know, well, why don't we go into our last segment here? Closing thoughts. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, so if you want to answer any more questions, uh, definitely hop on our Discord channel. It's mm-hmm. brand new. Uh, I'll ask you questions there as well as, you know, social media. Uh, you can check out Facebook if you want to. I'll be on the Discord too. She'll be on Discord. wants to talk to me. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> yeah, join our Discord. It's uh, totally public. And uh, yeah, so I kind of want to move into closing thoughts here. Mm-hmm. And the closing thoughts is um, what's wrong with me that I want an Oculus in my eyeball? I'm, oh, honey, that, that'll take much <laughs> longer than what we have left of this episode. Uh, <laughs> but uh, 
you know, other than psychological questions. <laughs> uh, so I kind of want to go into the final subject, kind of closing thoughts here with, uh, with a question that we brought up earlier in this conversation. Mm-hmm. Are the best logos actually designed to be exiting your even thought? Is it more uh, subconscious that you see this logo? Should it fit well into the game's design? Uh, and I kind of want to end off on there. So, Corey, what are your thoughts? Uh, do you want your logo to be like very much stand out, like to be the head, or do you want it to just be in the flow of things? What do you think? Yeah, I think it's like that's on a game by game basis for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think sometimes I want it to be like a big statement and then kind of like a mic drop kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> and then sometimes I want it to just really fit in. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it just depends on the game and the art in the game and the setting it'll be in. Um, I think, like, like for instance, the Valorant um, logo is, I, I feel personally, like, it's it's quite, like, a statement and it's pretty, like, impactful and loud-looking, especially how um, they turned it into, like, a whole brand. Uh, like, the way their all their assets look is so cool and graphic and like more so than most games for sure especially recent games like it 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 all just looks really really like designed and and a little bit chaotic in a really cool way yeah 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 and i think the graphic design really takes over all of the uh like the promotional aspect of that game in in a really fantastic way and they did an amazing job of rolling it out um, but then, yeah, in other cases, it's more, um, more about the, the, you know, facilitating the game art. Um, mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like going back to Last of Us again, you definitely, um, yeah, it, it, that facilitates more than it, it amplifies, I would say. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think the thing you're, you're thinking of when you think of Last of Us is like the environments and the characters. Yeah. And, I don't really yeah. think a logo would, would maybe be too distracting if it was if it was doing too much mm-hmm. uh, too much attention grabbing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's true. It has anything to... away from the logo. I think it's like an incredible logo. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's just a uh, you know depends on the game. If you wanna if you wanna be loud or 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 more more as take a backseat to the. Mm-hmm. the art of the game yeah that, that's <laughs> Sorry, the thing answer, but <laughs> no that's that's the thing is that um do you do you want to have more people to appreciate look and not appreciate as in like uh you know putting them on the frame and just uh, yeah. <laughs> like uh cherishing it but do you want more people to draw more attention to what the logo actually says about the game or do you mm-hmm. want it to just you know be there and you know people can appreciate or not appreciate it yeah i think it's okay how it is now (laughs) yeah yeah i mean yeah when i when i when i do a logo i i i try to make it fairly self-explanatory for Mm. the uh onlooker yeah (laughs) yeah you can just see it and get the vibe and then you know there's not really a uh a crazy reference to something uh Mm -hmm. that you wouldn't know about uh Hmm. yeah so (laughs) yeah i think i think it's okay i think they get enough attention as it is (laughs) yeah fair enough Uh, maybe it's because i'm all i'm around it all the time and yeah um, yeah 
kind of my a lot of my um, conversation online and whatnot is about yeah. design. So I might be maybe I'm a little bit tired of talking about it too much online. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think it's a healthy amount right now. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. And and that's that's what I'm thinking too. Is that you know I I I like what you said before that. Is your first point of entry going into a game? Mm-hmm. It's your first thing that you look at uh, because you want to know first. Of a, firstly, what's the title of this game? And sometimes yeah. that logo just pops out of you, and it's interesting. It's mm-hmm. something that stands out. And I think when I'm going through like the Xbox Store because I'm an Xbox fanboy, shame mm-hmm. on me. I understand, but <laughs> but I do uh, go through the different tiles, and I definitely look at those logos. And it's the very mm-hmm. first point of like. Yeah. You know, should I click on this? It's a lot like yeah. designing a thumbnail for yeah. YouTube. You know, it's the very first thing that you see and you need to design it in a way where people are just mm-hmm. like, wait, I need to stop and see what this is all about. Yeah. Um, Liz, what are your thoughts on this? I think for logos, for games, kind of like what you were saying mm-hmm. was that it, it needs to flow. It needs to match. Like, I feel like it just needs to match the game's vibe. Yeah. Because, like, for me, when I look at a cover, mm-hmm. if it's crazy looking, yeah, I'm probably not going to play that game. Fair. Because mm-hmm. I like more just, like, chill, slow-paced mm-hmm. games. Yeah. So I would look for more of, like, a calm, mm-hmm. simple-looking logo or, like, yeah. design or logo or something like that. But even if it's not, like... I was looking because I'm thinking of The Last of Us. It's a more simple design, but you can still see that there's like grittiness. There's going to be something intense yeah. in it. So I think that's the most important thing when you're looking at a logo for a game is that it needs to match the vibe, the vibe yeah. of the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think that's it. Like, I think it should be more of like a subconscious thing that people will look at and mm-hmm. know what the game is about almost yeah. or know the vibe of the game at least. Um, cause like I said, I don't think anyone sits, stands there and says, wow, this logo is telling me that the vibe <laughs> of this game. No, you just look yeah. at it and you judge the game based on what that looks like. Yeah. So I think it just needs to be a subconscious, like telling you what this game feel, what the feel type of feeling this game is going to give you. Exactly. And I, and I like it when games just kind of give you that sort of vibe mm-hmm. and you can really go after it, you know. Um, I think, you know, that's a good way to kind of close out this conversation is mm-hmm. just to understand that, you know, there is a lot of work involved, uh, like what you were saying, Corey, that even just the Oculus took multi years, you know, 800 different drafts, um, yeah. with a guy named Mackie Saturday, Mackie Saturday, yeah, Mackie Saturday, he's an, he's an amazing designer. Yeah. Is that his, is that his real name or did he, yeah, just... and he has the Twitter handle at Saturday somehow. How? Nice. <laughs> like, my goodness. I don't know. That that's crazy though, but you know, uh, you have your sort of multi-year, really put a lot of thought to it. You really have a lot of drafts behind it, and it ends up with a great piece of art. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to say that every everything should be in a museum, but you know, we should take a little bit of time to see what this logo is trying to tell yeah. you when you're entering into a game. Um, but yeah, I think we can close out our conversation here. Mm-hmm. But Corey. Before we go, we want to roll out the red carpet for you. We want to ask you, how can we follow you? Where where are you? Uh, are there any <laughs> projects that we should be looking out for uh, that you can be saying that you know we should be looking out for? Uh, yeah. I want to give it to you. 
where can we find you? What should we be looking out for? Uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter, uh, Corey Schmitz. Uh, I guess you can check the spelling on the podcast <laughs> title. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, uh, yeah, CoreySchmitz.com is my site for my work. Um, uh, upcoming stuff. Uh, I have quite a few things, but it's all super top secret, but I think you'll be excited. <laughs> right. Uh, nice. Once you find out, uh, and, uh, yeah, quite a few things this year. Uh, it's off to a pretty good start. Uh, and then some things from last year that have yet to be announced. Everything I do is, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is, is I wait for, I do a, I do a logo for a game and then wait, you know, half a year or whatever yeah. until the trailer shows up and then I can be like, Hey, look what I did. Yeah. <laughs> right. So yeah, if you keep an eye out on, uh, my Twitter, I'll, I, I yeah. tweet 99% of the stuff I, I work on. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, you're you're a great great wait. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're a great follow on Twitter. Uh, I love the feeds on there. I'm I'm very yeah. excited for uh, a certain game that I will not. Uh, okay, Jet, but uh, so, I'm yeah, very excited. Yeah. yeah, and that's the thing. I didn't want to ask too much about any projects that you're doing because mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, anybody listening, NDAs are a thing. Yeah, and they're uh, they're very binding. So tough pickles. very tough pickles, but um, yeah. I'm very excited to see uh, more of your work uh, going on Twitter. And I will have all the links to his uh, Twitter, uh, you know, Instagram, if you want to follow him there, uh, especially his website. Definitely check out his website, CoreySchmitz.com. We can see all the logos that he's done. Uh, my final question before we go out, uh, do you do and this is just like kind of questions for anybody's listening. Do you kind of do independent work or do you kind of close yourself off to game companies or anything like that? Uh, independent work in, in what sense? Uh, let's say a podcaster would like a, a, a logo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I sometimes do. Yeah. Like, um, like a smaller, a smaller project. It's really tough nowadays because of my yeah. scheduling. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's getting, it's getting a little bit nuts where I, I'll, uh, yeah, I have to start telling people like, well, in a f- three months, I can start working on this because yeah. the time is like crazy. But yeah, every once in a while, yeah, uh, 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 yeah, hit me up if you nice <laughs> make something work. Yeah, but um, usually I try to stick to like a certain amount of projects at a time, and uh, so but you know it's hard to say no sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> I feel that yeah. one. Yeah. So uh, if you're a game, very company... fortunate position to be in, I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you never run out of work. So, you know, in 2020, I think that's a good yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm blessed. I feel very blessed. And uh, so if you're a game company, if you're if you're working on a certain game and you haven't asked Corey Schmitz what's wrong with you for, for one thing. And two, also, thanks for watching. Also, thanks for watching, Ubisoft. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, Corey, thanks for coming on. Thanks for sharing your thoughts here. Uh, it's been a blast. Very thoughtful question. So it was very nice. Oh, yeah, I really you, appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I think we'll just uh, close up the show here. Yeah. Uh, we thank you for listening to uh, this week's Games and Groceries podcast. Of course, uh, we mentioned uh, you can follow us on social mm-hmm. media at uh, Gaming Groceries on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, all that. Definitely join the Discord. Uh, it is uh, linked down below. And uh, if you want to ask us any questions, you know, we'll have a podcast questions mm-hmm. on the Discord. So check that one out. Go follow Corey. Go check out his work. Appreciate game logos. Mm-hmm. And we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye. <laughs> bye bye.